0: Welcome to the Perspectives with Katherine Toon podcast. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon. Uh, we're going to talk about today being compelled by what you are for. And implicit in that is the opposite that I am proposing is not a good idea that would be driven by what you're against. So we're going to talk about that because one brings life and helps us really stand in who we are and what we're made for and how we're supposed to navigate. And another one is reactive. And and the problem is, you know, stuff happens and there's a lot of injustice, horrible things that happen. Uh, You live on the same planet I do. Uh, things are not fair. It's not fair. Uh, and there they are horrible things that happen, and it's not okay. I just, let me start out with that. It's not okay for horrible things to happen. Um, the challenge is when we allow ourselves to get so offended, we get driven by offense rather than compelled by love. And there's a really big difference because one, if you're driven by offense, it will turn you into something ugly. And you were made beautiful, right? <laughs> um, if you're compelled by what you're for, uh, well, what you're for, I'm hoping, is good things. Like, I mean, if you're an axe murderer and you're for blood everywhere, that's probably not going to be <laughs> a good compelling. I am not talking to axe murderers. I am talking to people who are made in the image and likeness of love, who know that and are tracking with that, and are and are and are wanting to be conformed more and more and more into that image, right? And 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 are leaning into what the work of the Holy Spirit is doing. I didn't see that one coming. So anyway. Okay. Uh, so that's that's what I'm talking about. And if we're driven by um offense, if we're driven by Uh, sometimes, you know, justice is a good thing. Our our challenge is, um, we, in, in meeting out justice, uh, we don't have all the facts. That's why God is the only just judge. Like when there's horrific things happen, say there's a serial murderer or satanic ritual abuse or genocide or, you know, something horrific, like the horrific stuff that, as human beings, we are capable of. Um, the challenge is, as we stand as judge and jury in our own hearts and minds for other people, we just don't have the fa- all the facts. And I'm not saying our people are justified to harm one another. And no, there is no just justification in that. But I'm saying to judge people in toto with that, and then use that as the impetus that drives you. Will actually cause you to be conformed to the image of the evil you hate. So I'd sit there for just a little bit. Um, you know, when we become bitter people, uh, when we become rancorous people, when we become uh, touchy, offended people, we're not looking like love. And that's, and, and, and we're created in the image and likeness of love. You know, sometimes people can be apathetic and they have no get up and go. And so, you know, I remember um, when I was in my teens, I had a, I was angry at the world. I was angry at my parents. I was, and there was, and I had good reason to be. It wasn't like I was making it up and I was hormonal or something. Um, you know, no, I had lots of reason. Um, my Everything I cared about in my mind was destroyed. And so it was a really big deal. And so I, I was very, very angry. And I remember I, I flipped into a mode at one point because there was so much trauma where I couldn't feel anything for a prolonged period of time. Like I could feel nothing. Um, and it was totally a defense mechanism. And then one day I snapped out of that and I swung into anger. And... I remember saying to myself, well, I'm glad at least I'm angry because at least I know I'm alive. That's pretty sad, right? When anger is what makes you feel alive. And so anger is, is a very pungent, powerful, extreme emotion. Um, it's, it's not, it's anger is just an emotion, right? It's not a sin. The challenge is when anger causes us to sin, right? It says be angry and sin not, right? And so in that place where I felt that I was better than feeling nothing, but I wasn't made for anger. And so I had to walk through a process of, uh, and and, and I was very much at that point what I was against. And I was against a lot of things that are worth being against. (laughs) And then I was also in judgment of a lot of things because I didn't know the fact. And when I set myself up as judge, or you set yourself up as judge, right? We're doing violence. Because there is only one just judge. We, we don't have the grace. We can't, we have a, do not have a leg to stand on to judge people's intentions, to judge their hearts, to be mind readers. Okay. Um, we, we don't have a leg to stand on. No, no, a lot of times we think we do. Okay. But we really don't. Cause we don't know everything about even ourselves, much less someone else, right? And so, so that, that's what makes God the only just judge. And so in that place where we're compelled by what you're for, and I would vote, how many want to vote with me to be compelled by love? Right? Because that is part and parcel of who you are. You're made in the essence, the image and likeness of love himself. Uh, so love not only is a person, but it's his motivation for everything he does. Well, guess what? You're made of his essence. And so it's also the motivation as you are more and more conformed in the image of love for everything you do. And that's, we're all, we're all growing. So if you've not arrived yet, well, you've joined me in my arrival, my, my process. I totally not arrived yet, but man, we've left and we're growing. Isn't that good? And we can have grace for ourselves while we grow. But I know there's a lot of people. The challenge is when you fast forward, because when you're eating from that tree, where you're driven by by an offense or you're driven by what you're against, you know, we really become what we behold. And so when we're beholding an injustice and just hammering on perseverating on it and just churning it over and over and over, we become like that. We become something that we're not. And it's not pretty. It's not pretty. I mean you know this is why we're really commanded to forgive. We really are. We may need to forgive five gazillion times. I get it. But we are in that process of letting it go. And you know, when you forgive, the, the, the amazing thing about forgiveness is that you let God be the one to be your vindicator. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Right? Okay. So which means God, there is no way that person can pay me back or fate, whatever, can pay me back so I'm leaving it with you. You're the only one that can heal my heart. You're the only one that can restore me. You're the only one that can vindicate me. You're the only one that can reward me for the pain, you know, a double portion for your former shame, all of that. You're the only one who can do that. And as we do that, we let God take care of business because once we do that it's really no longer our business. So if we've given it to God so-called forgiven it and then we're like, okay, let me make sure there's payback happening. okay we that's okay we just need to rewind and start over again okay because that's not real forgiveness we haven't really given it for, given it to God, right And so you can rest and, and let the Lord minister to you so you can rest so that the pain of the injustice whatever, you're being ministered to your heart while well, God is taking care of everything else. And man, that is the way to go. And let me just say, a well-lived life is best revenge. <laughs> and you don't do it for vengeance sake, but I'm saying, um, you know what? For the people that harms you, that make you feel driven uh, for justice, driven for a pound of flesh, driven for, you know, something, that's not of love's kind, right? That's not a lovely thing. Well, you know, that just makes you someone you're not. But when you're compelled by love, you know, you can run the long race. How many of you noticed life is long? (laughs) Like none of us have sprinted through it yet, right? And it is a, it is a way of wearing you down. And in the wear down, okay, uh, Make that work for you. You see, one of the things that happens in the wear down is that you have to kind of make some decisions. You have to kind of P and C. You have to pick and choose what battles you're going to fight and what ones are no. And a lot of that is the Lord is able to clarify for you. The Lord is able to clarify for you. So you can make that work for you and major on the major stuff. And, you know, so this is a little bit of a, uh, you know, like a reset or check where I'm like, oh God, I'm so, yeah, I want to see them get theirs. Well, and I'm not saying, you know, if someone's done criminal activity and we've all committed crimes, so let's just be clear that that's a level playing ground. But I understand there's different types of crimes that we let destructive people, just get away with, no, you really don't. Uh, however, I'm talking more about what's going on internally. I'm talking about our inner world. Because what is on the inside will manifest on the outside. right? It will manifest on the outside. When I have ugly on the inside, ugly is going to manifest on the outside. And, and that's how God works. That's how he works. That's why We're being conformed into the image of Christ by the renewing of our mind because uh, the Holy Spirit is constantly getting us into agreement, convincing us of our righteousness and convicting us, not condemning, convicting us of ways of being that are not in line with original design. That is not a sinful nature, but is a redeemed nature, a glorious, holy nature. Created in the image and likeness of the one who is altogether holy. And so, in that process, that is an inside job. But I'm telling you, what is on the inside will manifest on the outside. That's kind of why, you know, a scary scripture, if you look at it the wrong way, that your sins will find you out. So, what does that mean? Well, that's not that God's in heaven has got it all written down, and man, there's going to be hell to pay either figuratively or literally someday. But things do have consequences and what we hide on the inside eventually will bubble up. I I don't, I don't conscribe to the theory that we have this big screen in heaven that plays all of our sins. You know, and I don't, I, I wouldn't want to sit through anyone else's, you know, we, it's kind of funny because we think of it, we think it's this big screen in heaven, a place through all our sins and the world will be watching. I don't think the world really cares, quite frankly. I mean, I'm not really interested. In it. I, I don't want to blow by what we play about. No, this is not a, a scriptural thing. If God, uh, if love keeps no records of wrongs and God has thrown your sins as far as it east is to the west, He's not going to have them on the, you know, Holy Ghost, uh, you know, camcorder play, automatron thing. It's not happening, okay? What does happen is that there are things that will come up and it tends to play itself forward in our lives. And in living a good life for the long haul, integrity is huge. And I'm not talking about the white knuckle integrity where it's like, wow, I'm all worried about my reputation. I'm just like, screw the reputation. I'm not like, I'm not here to impress. I'm here to serve and to love. And serving and loving is impressive, but I'm not here to impress. And and I'm here to help and undergird and, and bring life and hope and joy and peace and all the good stuff, right? Just to be a conduit among many um, for that. And so in that place where, um, where we're running the long haul, that means you've lived your life well and you have such a wellspring of life within you and the things that you've overcome that I look at the tragedies that are represented here. So, so much to overcome and you've lived that out and God has seen you through when you didn't think he was going to see you through, or I mean, let me put it this way, when you knew he was supposed to, and it was just a, a truth that did not, that felt really distant, put it that way, because you're just pain. You're so much, you're, you're in so much pain And you walk it through and somehow you get on the other end. You're like, I have no idea how I survived and was not postal in that. And God is a way of doing that. But that's where in handling yourself, you let love lead and guide. The sons of God, the daughters of God are led by the spirit of God who is love. So you're led by love. You're compelled by love. You know, there are times when um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm tired like anyone else. I'm cranky. I'm like, I just want to curl up my little space and I don't want really give give anything to anybody. <laughs> that's true. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm human. Um, and, but, and then I think when the Lord is saying, now sometimes the Lord is like, that's what you need to do, Catherine. And then there's sometimes the Lord is like, Catherine, that person's in pain. And you could say one word and help more than you know. And you know what? How can I say no to love? How can I say no to love? Love's not said no to me. How can I say no to love, right? And so you stretch and you do the one thing and it brings life. And all of a sudden, wow, you have all the energy in the world. Why wow, You've been tracking with who you are. You're walking in fulfillment of how God created you. You're walking in the purpose that God created before the foundation of the world. And suddenly you have all this energy. It's amazing how that happens. And that's how love compels. Because love is, you know, if we are, just think about this. Psalm 1. I'm going to combine Psalm 1 and Ephesians 3. Okay. If you're that tree planted by streams of water, bearing fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever you shall do shall prosper. What are you rooted in? Well, you're rooted in the length, depth, breadth, and height of God, of love. And knowing the love of Christ that passes mere understanding, and you're filled with the fullness of him. You're, you are connected with eternal things, with eternal things. And you're rooted and grounded in that, and that is your source of life. It's you're rooted in the one who is life, who is love, who is light. And you're tracking with them, right? As you remain in me and me and you, you will bear much fruit. Well, you know that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control that, that fruit is for other people. But let me just say that fruit, you also eat of partake of himself. Why? Because you're partaking of his love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. You're partaking of his and you're you're rooted and grounded. You're producing the fruit for other people, and it's this win-win. It's this abiding place where you can run and not grow weary, you can walk and not grow faint. Now I'm not saying take a good nap, take care of yourself, you know, eat well, sleep. You know, all of that kind of stuff. Don't run yourself ragged for the gospel, okay? Uh, but but sometimes we are called to run, and there are seasons when we're called to do more. And as we're called to do more, we're given grace to do more. That we can run and not grow weary and walk and not grow faint. Why? we're, we're looking unto Jesus, we're compelled by love. See, the drivers will fail you. The drivers will burn you out. When you're driven by fear, you are tormented all the time. I'm saying, let me just say this. Let's reverse engineer a little bit. If you are driven by something that's haunting you, okay, that's tormenting you, that is fear. Okay. That is and so. And so I would be asking the Lord, you know, what's the fear? What is the fear driver? If you're driven by rage, if you're driven by a sense of justice, if you're driven by that, that after a while, it will eat your lunch. It will. But when you're compelled by love, you're whole. You're operating in integrity with who you are, with the motivation. It's cause sometimes it's not just what we do, it's 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 the motivation behind it and how we do it. It all matters. It all matters. The ends doesn't justify the means. The ends matters, the means matter. You know, and we've all heard of ministries and, and things like that who are doing amazing things, but they were doing it in ways that were not whole, that were toxic. Or maybe they were doing it with a motivation of something that was toxic. And usually, if there's a motivation of something that's toxic, the means will be toxic, and the ends do not justify the means. Every bit matters. That's, that's what integrity is. You see, God, one thing that's so amazing about God, there's so many things amazing about God, but just one thing we can revel in and enjoy a facet is God is a God of integrity. Now I'm not talking about his word as his bond. Yes, it is. Of course, you know, not the way we talk about it in human terms. I'm talking about God as he presents to every single person in every situation, When the stuff is hitting the fan and when there's, you know, lilies in the valley. Okay. All this stuff, right? He's the same person. He's integrous. That means the inside matches the outside. That is called wholeness or holiness. And God is holy and holy is beautiful, and you see, that's what God is doing for us. He's unveiling us in the beauty of who we are, created in the image of likeness of love, who, who are, who are one with the person of love, who are compelled by love, operating in love, walking in love, well, being loved, because we got to keep the gas in our tanks, baby. So we get, we are, we love because he first loved us. And so that's, that's why we abide. If you abide in the vine, you bear much fruit. Well, part of that fruit is, uh, the first one is, I think love. Yes. Yes, it is. Yay. (laughs) Why? Because you're, you've got your, your roots rooted and grounded in love. It makes you timeless. It makes you seamless. It makes you eternal. It makes you transcendent because you are. You're a spirit being who lives in a body who has a mind, will, and emotions, but those that there's eternity. Has been wrapped up in our hearts. That's why we hate death. Death is death is evil. It's an enemy. God hates it. God, glad, glad He overcame it. Yay! <laughs> but in that place where we have stuff to do, we're going to get hurt along the way, and we're going to there are going to be things uh, that we need to do. And so, being compelled by love, not driven by fear not driven by, um, by, um, anger, justice, rage, right? I mean, let me just, let me just help you. I've been driven by all those things. Lest you think, uh, I'm like, you know, I, that's part of my testimony. I was driven by so much of insecurity and I had something to prove and just yuck. <laughs> so I have been on the other side And I'm, I'm on the other side, not perfect by any means, but growing just like you and the knowledge of him. And we're all doing it together and we all get to be better and better and better. And we all get to to live a really good life, a really good life that when you look back, you're like, yeah, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I was compelled by love and that's in line with who I am. It's aligned with the one who loved me and gave himself up for me. It's, 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 it's the way that we were commanded to be, to love one another as he loves. And that is gorgeous. That's what saves the world. And we get to be a part of it. And you get to be a part of it. And in the process, you get to be quote unquote saved. And when I'm talking about that, I'm not talking about heaven, hell uh, type of thing, except for as you experience it in your life. Um, I'm talking about um, saved, healed, delivered, right? And so where we need to be delivered from fear, and we need to be delivered from rage and oppression and, and hatred and all the stuff that we can fall into. And we have this, the church, let's just be honest. And it's been a big problem. It's misrepresented Jesus in a big way. No condemnation in Christ Jesus, but man, let's come up higher, right? And then we can also outlast, um, you know, there was a, uh, outlast the people that are striving. Oh my God, don't strive. You know, the word strive just exhausts me just to say it. (laughs) But I will run. I will run in love, compelled by love, right? So, you know, we have a really neat thing on our team. We just, we're like, okay, what are we supposed to do? And we kind of sit with it. Does that have a zing on it? Hmm. And we sit with it, right? And sometimes it lines up with the finances and the whatever. And sometimes it just really does not, but it has a zing on it. And so, right? So the sons and daughters of God are led by the spirit of God. That's where there's life. And so, um, you know, uh, so ultimately, you know, God get, God gets to be Lord because he's smarter than we are and he, he knows what's good for us and he knows what's good for other people. He knows why we were created and he knows how to save, heal, deliver, set free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, true freedom, not permissiveness, not I get to do anything I want whenever I want it, not like there are no rules ever. I'm constrained by the law of love. That's a heavy duty. That's a heavy, that's a big constraint that means when i want to pinch your head off because you've just called me daughter of satan on the social media <laughs> all right i'm constrained by love and i i forget when people abandon you when people betray you it happens people and we've done crappy things and so we get to get to transcend all that stuff and we get to keep the main things the main things and that keeps us safe it keeps us healthy it keeps us happy and running from the long haul and doing what we're called to do, making an eternal difference. I hope this has been a blessing for you today. I don't think I can promote anything today except Jesus, the one who loved you and gave himself up for you. <laughs> I love you guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.